from the seven last words that we are reflecting upon in this series, we come now to the last three phrases, the last three words of Jesus from the cross. And if the other four were said in the course of three hours, as we said, these last three words of Jesus are said in the course of three minutes. The Gospel today says that having come to the end of that great sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, he pronounces the last three words. And today the fifth one, I thirst. It seems that when the pain grows worse and worse in the body of Jesus, his teachings also become more powerful and more clear. For today is the, the one that is you know, only two words, I thirst. We know how important water is for our own lives. It's almost like the fuel for the body. We all need water. You know, and it's almost like the Lord made us to, to be run by water. Our bodies are run by water. You know, when you are dehydrated, uh, you don't work well. You know, your, your brain doesn't work well. You are tired. Um, your, your muscles cram. And, and you just cannot perform. You fall asleep. and. Uh, so many things because the, the water is like almost the fuel for our bodies. We know how important that is. And in this moment, that's what Jesus ex is experiencing himself. He's experiencing dehydration, you know, from the pain. And you can imagine, you know, all those hours of suffering, carrying with the cross, you know, the scourging of the pillar, the fasting, just carrying the, the weight of that cross up to Calvary. And from all those things, Jesus is suffering now physically, that dehydration. And so those words come out of his mouth. I thirst. I thirst. Simple words, but profound. Of course, we have said that all the words of Jesus are teachings from the cross. So he's not drawing attention to himself. He's not calling pity on himself or anything like that. But he wants to teach us something. He wants to teach us today about thirst, the deep thirst of our souls. So we will divide the teaching today in three parts. The first one, what does it teach us about Jesus? The second one, what does this thirst teach us about ourselves? And then what does it teach us about the thirst of other people around us? So the first one, what does it teach us about Jesus? There's another moment in the life of Jesus when he was thirsty, and you probably remember that moment. It was around the same time when he's on, that he's on the cross right now, and it was around noon, it says, and he encountered a Samaritan woman in that moment. A Samaritan woman that he encountered by the well of Jacob, where she was going to draw out water from the well. And so in that moment, when Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman, he goes, straight to her and he says, give me a drink. He was thirsty. So he asked for a drink. Give me a drink. And this lady, realizing who she was, her unworthiness, and realizing who Jesus was and his worthiness, she says, how can you ask me for a drink? And Jesus, he agrees with that and he says, you're right. In fact, you should ask me for a drink. And I would have given you living water. And then he goes on to speak about rivers of living water that would flow 
from those who drink, from the drink that Jesus, the water that Jesus comes to bring into our lives. So it teaches us something about the thirst of Jesus, the thirst in the life of Jesus and the thirst on the cross. His thirst is different to our thirst. Jesus has a thirst for the thirsty. He thirsts for thirsty souls. He doesn't thirst because he's lacking something, but he thirsts because we are lacking something. His thirst is to enter into a relationship with us. I mean, think of that for a moment. The deepest thirst of the soul of Christ is to love you, to enter into a relationship with you. It's your soul. He cares more about your soul than anything else that you can offer him. He cares more about your soul than anything else that you can offer him. So it's not because of your successes, because of your good works, because of your accomplishments that God is going to love you. Don't be misled. He loves you first. The thirst of Christ can only be satisfied by loving you, by encouraging you, by giving you His grace. That's the thirst of Jesus. It's a thirst that satisfies. So that's the first thing that we can learn. The second one, what does it teach us about ourselves? Jesus, through his life, encountered many thirsty people, like the Samaritan woman. He also encountered Nicodemus, and Levi, and Zacchaeus, and Mary Magdalene. He encountered many thirsty people through his life, as he encounters each one of us. And the one thing that he did with all of them is that he never quenched the thirst of any of these people. In fact, he made their thirsts even deeper and greater. He enhanced their thirst. And I think that that's the truth of what Jesus wants to do in our own lives. He doesn't repress our desires. He doesn't quench our thirst. In fact, he makes it bigger. He wants to raise our desires so that we may learn to desire more and even higher things in our lives. And this is the newness of Christ. If the goal of Buddhism is to really kill all our desires so that we may become passionless, the purpose of Jesus is to deepen your desires so that you may become passionate. Not passionless, but passionate. Jesus was once passionate apostles. He wants to raise your desires, that you may desire more in this life, and even higher things, that your thirst may be bigger. That's what he comes to do in your life. We know the example of St. Teresa of Lisieux, and we call lovingly the, the little flower. And we know so many beautiful quotes from her life. But at age 17, she wrote this. I feel as if I were called to be a fighter, a priest, an apostle, a doctor, a martyr. It's a, as if I could never satisfy the needs of my nature, nature without performing, for your sake, every kind of heroic action at once. 
I feel as, uh, as if I got the courage to be a crusader, dying on the battlefield in defense of the church. And at the same time, I want to be a priest. How lovingly I carry you in my hands where you came down from heaven at my call. How lovingly I bestow you on men's souls. And yet, with all this desire to be a priest, I have nothing but admiration and envy for the humility of St. Francis. I'd willingly imitate in refusing the honor of the priesthood. So, you know, here we read the words of a saint who experienced that enhancing of desires. She wanted everything in life. She experienced that when she met Christ, she wanted to, to do so many things, more than she, what she could even do in her own life. Christ wants to expand your desires. He wants to give you a passion for holy things. He wants to enhance your thirst. And in the third place, what does he teach us about the thirst of our people around us? Until the last moment in his life, Jesus was thirsty, as we read today. And even after his resurrection, the first thing that he did was to appear to his apostles and said, peace be with you. And still coming to, to, to love you and still thirsty for your souls. And if we enter in contact with the thirst of Christ, we will realize that thirst cannot be completely quenched in this life. We cannot be completely satisfied on this earth. Don't be deceived if the world promises to satisfy your thirst. It cannot do it. The world cannot satisfy your deepest thirst. So what is our thirst for? What do we thirst for in this life? The deepest thirst in, the, in man's heart is the desire to see God. That is the deepest desire. That is the deepest thirst that we have, to see God. Psalm 42 prays, As the deer longs for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, my God. On Psalm 63, my soul thirsts for you. When shall I come to see your face? And Isaiah 26, your name and your renown are the desire of my soul. And St. Augustine put in his own words in the first book of his confessions right away. You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until we rest in you. It's important for us to know that this is the deepest desire in people's hearts. That they all desire to see God face to face. To see that loving face. Even if they are searching and chasing after other things. May we become the face of God in this world. For people who would not step on our doorstep. That we may be the face of God. May we live authentically. So that when people see us, they can see Christ. So I invite you today that we may connect with the thirst of Christ. So that our passion may not be quenched, but our passion may be intense.